Dad, why do we have rules? Well, so people can live together in peace and harmony. Hmm. I don't know if we have too many rules or not enough. Maybe we have too many people. Then we need more rules. Then we have less freedom. What do we do about that? You just put your small thumb on a big question. Seven, eight, nine, and ten. Okay, here we go. Hey there, everybody. My name's Dave Martin, and you are listening to the No Wrong Answers Comedy Podcast. This is episode 13. 13, I believe. And um, I know that there's been a bit of a delay in doing some shows and me putting them out. Um, well, first there was a delay in me doing shows, and then there has been a delay in me putting them out. But I have three recorded, and this is the first of three that are going to be coming out very soon. Uh, maybe not all at once, but soon um, in a big comedy question and answer wave. Now, today on the show, uh, we have um, Monty Scott, uh, Joel Buxton, and Ryan Dillon, uh, three comedians uh, out of Toronto and uh, all from different places and um, uh, just different places and different people. That's all there is to know about them, really. Um, uh, other than the fact that I, I will tell you how to get in touch with them uh, at the end of uh, uh, me reading off the questions for today's episode. And uh, this is, again, a bit of a long one. I know i got to shorten these things down, but I have a bl- brand new plan, a brand new way to do things. Um, if uh, the show goes over a cer- too long or if, uh, it goes over a certain amount of time, uh, I'm just going to chop off the questions. I'm, gonna ju- I'm just going to edit the questions out in chunks. And then uh, if there's uh, uh, ever a drought or in me not putting, being able to put out a new show, I'm just going to take those questions that weren't used in older episodes and then put them out in a uh, sort of a, a leftover show. And um, that'll be uh, how I will start uh, chopping the show down. Because like I said, I wanted it to be an hour, but uh, this one ends up being about 90 minutes. But 90 minutes of uh, fun and insightful enjoyment. And uh, we start off by talking a little bit about uh, Black Panther and cultural appropriation, uh, which is something that everybody loves to hear white people talk about. During our discussion about Black Panther, uh, Ryan is, uh, w- uh, brings up um, how important it is. And it is an important thing uh, when people get rep- believe they're represented in, in movies and it gives them something uh, to go to the cinema and look forward to and see representation of them, even though Wakanda is not a real country. But let's look past that. Um, and also it was written by uh, uh, some uh, Jewish white writers out of New York. Uh, the Black Panther character was. Anyways... Um, the point is that it was a great movie, and it's inspirational for people, and that's all that really matters, I suppose. Uh, so here are the questions for this week. We have seven questions, and um, uh, of course, we like we always do, we like to give them each about ten minutes. And um, the first question is, uh, if you had to have the credit for writing on any television show, what would it be? And it turns out, most of the, most of the time when I'm interviewing comics, comics always choose uh, comedies. But uh, if you had to have the writing credit for uh, any TV show, what would it be? And question number two is, uh, if you had to be in a celebrity boxing match for charity uh, with another celebrity, who would that celebrity be? So question number three is, uh, if you had to have the uh, career of any pro athlete, um, you know, being whatever it is, uh, what sort of athletic sport would it be? Question number four. Uh, what uh, would be the first thing that you would do as a ghost? 
you're a ghost, what's the first thing that you would do? And uh, let's see, number question number five, uh, which one of your day jobs would you go back to uh, if you had to? You know, you're getting paid well to go back to one of your old dead day jobs. What day job would it be? And number six, um, where would you want to be knowing that your head would explode at 2 a.m.? It's 2 o'clock in the morning. You know that there's a countdown to your head exploding. Where would you want to be? Uh, and uh, question number seven is where were you on September 11th, 2001? I got to narrow that down. 2001 is the important date. And um, and uh, at one point, uh, I think uh, Joel Buxton wants to fight Bill Nye the Science Guy. Some people shit on him about, is he a real science guy? I don't know. I just know that he's smarter than me, and so let's uh, listen to that guy. So anyways, uh, this is the um, episode. It's episode 13. Um, episode 13, I should say. And uh, the um, Joel Buxton, you can find him at Joel Buxton on Twitter. And there's a Facebook page uh, for uh, The Joel Buxton, so go and find him on Facebook. And you can find him on Twitter at Joel Buxton. And Ryan is uh, at Ryan Dillon, and um, and then uh, you can also find him on Facebook at uh, the Ryan Dillon on Facebook. So uh, you can find both Ryan Dillon and Ryan Dillon on Facebook. And Monty Scott, you can find him on Twitter at uh, at Monty Mopo, and uh, Monty Scott on Facebook as well, and MontyScott.com. So that's how you can find out those guys. And like always, you can find me. Uh, at DaveMartinWorld.com and my Facebook uh, fan page, I suppose so, is uh, Dave Martin is dealing with it. And uh, on Twitter, I'm at Dave Martin World, or and on Instagram, I am at uh, comedian Dave Martin. So you can find me there. And uh, that's all there is to it. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, I had a great time with these guys uh, chatting, and there will be more episodes coming soon. And um, but uh, let's not waste any more time. Please, let's get on with the show. That is Oscar-worthy. <laughs> and, uh, but one thing I, I... One thing, it was like, well, like halfway through Black Panther, I was starting thinking, like, are, what's going to happen when Halloween comes around? And like, are is there going to? And I, I don't worry about kids because kids don't give a shit. They can see past those things. Yeah. But like, when if little white kids are going to want to be Black Panther, and the what, what the reactions of some of the parents are going to be? I'm sure we'll it, have a lot of blog posts about it. Yeah, I'm yeah. just like, I mean, it, you you can't really necessarily scream out cultural appropriation because. I mean, extent. I mean, like, I, I, when it comes to characters and stuff like that, like, people have, I think people who enjoy a character and want to play that character, that's great. But because the character is so rooted in a culture, like, that's part of his character is the fact that he is from Wakanda, which is a country in Africa, and that, and that, that is the main part, part of the character. In that sense, I think, you know, maybe the parents can have a little quick talk to be like, hey, you know, this is what you, who you want to be, and we appreciate, but like, you have to understand. Like, it's just a lot of talk with the parents to make sure that the kids understand what choices they're making with the costumes and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, but at the end of the day, uh, and like it's going to be a bigger issue for the parents than the kids. Mm. The kids are going to be like, well, sure, I'm Black Panther. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, I'm parents are going to be like, oh, well, I don't. Uh, yeah. Can't you, you know. just be Batman? He looks pretty much the same. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I I would definitely let a kid get away with cultural appropriation. I'm mean, like, try not to have dreads when you're in university, for Christ's sake. But yeah. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Otherwise, it's cool, man. Like, who cares? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just, for, but yeah. There's always someone that like will pipe up and go, be like, uh, but did you know that the original Vikings also wore dreadlocks as well? <laughs> you know, then you're sort of, well, okay, I guess. But, I mean, yeah, there's some things that you want to, that you see people get called out for, and then there are other things where just sort of like, I mean, like if a white guy gets dreads, he's doing it because doesn't isn't he admiring that part of the culture? I mean, nobody's ever sort of like, hmm, I really hate black people. I'm gonna show it by getting dreadlocks. Mm-hmm. You know, no one's like, oh, I, I don't like these people, and so I'll uh, I'll well, take I something. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's just kind of uh, like a lot of times it kind of jamming it in there a little bit. You know what I mean? But it, it it's uh, like I, it, I honestly don't think there's anything wrong with uh, any kind of cultural appropriation, really, because. Well, this seems to be the least of anybody's problems. There's an interesting thing I saw going around online about, um, and um, I thought it was very, it was a very interesting read about. Uh, there was a girl, like a little, um, it was like a little white girl in America that was like nine years old for her birthday. That she had like a like a Japanese tea ceremony for her birthday. That's what she really wanted. Yeah. Her parents gave gave her the ceremony. Right. She dressed up in a geisha, like the full costume and stuff. And then the family got blasted by a bunch of people saying this is cultural appropriation. But then a Japanese man uh, piped in, and then a bunch of people followed up who were also from Japan. They were like. Um, no, in Japan, in Japanese culture, when you come to Japan, whether no matter what culture you come from, they give you a geisha. They give you the, like they want oh, you. Right. They want you to participate in their culture. That's what it's all about. Like they want you to take their culture with them, and like they want you to be part of it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so they were like, yeah. they're like, this is actually a hundred percent what if we you want. Were in Japan, this is what we encourage. Yeah, you to do yeah. It right if, if like they they were like, they, so if anything, yeah. this is highly encouraged. So like, don't. Don't well, speak, you know, and it's just it's just interesting how it's just interesting how like every culture has their own way of interpreting this stuff too, mm, right? Because yeah. it's like here in the, in North America, like we're Canadian, it feels more sort of an American thing, but Canada obviously is also an issue. But it's like it's interesting. Just it's like you need the perspective of also who you're trying to, uh, who you're who celebrating with your own uh, interpretation of their art that you have to really consider what they also think of it as well, as opposed to just the gut reaction and and of people your neighbors and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. No. I just don't think that. Yeah. There's no. I just think there's no problem with like kind of um, exactly that where you want to have little uh, any ethnicity or any group of people's uh, a little tea party inspired yeah. by this. Yeah. Go to it. Uh, my bigger my bigger issue is like well for me anyway as a um, I I never refer to myself as Guyanese because mm. I'm not actually Guyanese. My mother's Guyanese. Okay. So, like, people would be like, well, you know, go, go do a Guyanese show or something like mm. that. And I'm like, I would do a Guyanese show, except that I am not Guyanese. And pretending that you are is a way bigger problem, yeah. like, to me, like, where I'm like, you know, I guess I am of that heritage. But to pretend I'm something like that mm. is terrible. But if I wanted to get drunk in my garage, which is a very Guyanese thing, why not? <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's no problem with that. no problem with that at all. <laughs> Yeah. Well, oh yeah, Monty. Oh, he's he's very Guyanese. <laughs> man's Guyanese for sure. He's a, well, he loves for, his rum shop or garage, as he calls it. Yeah. Well, for this afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> if, if that's the case, the Newfoundland has been culturally appropriating Guyanese people <laughs> yeah, exactly. for years. Yeah. yeah, they're right on top of it. Drunk you know, in the shed, Jesus. <laughs> well, I always I always love that too. I don't know if you've seen that one for Ancestry.com, where the guy he's uh, he talks about how he's a. Uh, he uh, he's like he's proud of his Scottish Irish heritage, and then he went on ancestry.com, and then he found out he's actually 
you know, three quarters German. And he was like, so I'm trading in my kilt for some lederhosen. And I was just like, well, <laughs> really? You're just flipping like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that's all it took for you to be like, oh, yeah, that thing that I thought I was that I was in love with for yeah. so long. Oh, apparently that's all bullshit. After oh. I paid this company $40 to tell me something different. Yeah. Uh, hell. <laughs> like, yeah maybe they're at cahoots with the lederhosen people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they... That's hilarious, though. Uh, I just, uh, yeah, that's always one sort of like, well, you obviously weren't, it didn't mean that much to you if you're mm. willing to trade sides <laughs> so fast. Yeah, and take it easy. Well, it's like, well, being a part Scottish is like, so if I, if I beat a man half to death, I'd be like, well, you know, I am a little Scottish. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is our, just take it easy there, buddy. You know, you don't, yeah. Um, it's just in your blood. It's okay. Or, yeah, just like the fact that, like, to him, that's what culture is. Like, it's not like I'm going to go to Germany and learn about my people. It's like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to dress like that. Some- yeah. <laughs> it's all in the wardrobe. Yeah. That's all it takes. I want really. some lederhosen and I'm good. All right. Yeah, yeah. it stops there. <laughs> yeah. I fixed the problem. Thank you, Ancestry.com. Yeah, I was wearing a kilt. And now I'm wearing something else, and uh, yeah, I fixed them. You're like, no, you've got to go way deeper for the problems, bro. I just picture like some Germans in a, in the airport, and you just see this like this like 20 year old American kid come out with Lederhosen, and, and they're like, nah, Ancestry.com. here we go again, you know? Ancestry.com. Let me guess, Chad. <laughs> Plane loads of them coming out, just like, oh, for Christ's sake. All right, well, we should uh, we should get started. So I got, uh, you know how it goes. There's no wrong answers here. I got, uh, well, there's more questions. I might skip one sure. or two of them. Um, and uh, we'll give uh, 10 minutes uh, each to each question. Sure. And then when we uh, hit the 10-minute mark, I will uh, do this. And then uh, we'll move on to the next one. Sure. So um, question number one is... Okay, if you had to add the credit of uh, being in a writer's room for any TV show in history, what TV show would it be? And uh, why don't we start with you, Ryan? Yeah, I would. Uh, I thought I was thinking about this question, and there's a, obviously there's so many shows to think about. Like my first gut instinct was SNL. Like I think it'd just be so great to see that process in a week of just having a guest come pitch shows, pitch sketches, work together, and just go live every Saturday. And no matter how. You know, they always say Saturday goes on no matter how good or bad, right? They just do it. And that's just an experience, I just think, because it's such a cultural milestone in comedy that I would love that. But then I was started reading this book recently called – I think it's called The Comedians. It's a, like a, a oral history of like just where comedy started in America. Oh, the, the Cliff Nesteroff book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. I started reading that, and I was just reading about like the early like – the early uh, 20s and 30s, like the, the mafia era of comedy where like stand up was like like stand up comics. People would write people could would write more for comics like you, you don't have today like, oh, I have a writer, you know, like like there's not like people don't really if they do. It's very privately like no one. Everyone likes to be that they write themselves. But that'd be really it's not so much writing for a show, but that'd be really cool to be back in the day of like the early years of stand up and just like writing for someone else like that. Like right. one of the big guys, like I think that'd just be so interesting to be like that process because it's just such a different like dynamic as opposed to a show of just like oh i know this joke would work for x and you can sell a joke people would just buy jokes off people for 20 bucks like now that. they just steal them now they, they just steal yeah. them now they just steal <laughs> but them. i was like uh, you know uh, uh like uh david letterman and uh jay leno were writers for uh jimmy walker when mm. he was a stand-up cool. which you sort of think well, like these two guys are writing for jimmy walker yeah but um but yeah that, that was that's always like one weird n- note of like i think i think saturday lives would be a uh, yeah, it would be a fun show to write on. Just a to see the process, and b just the the history and the yeah. alumni uh, that that is involved in that. Yeah. And then if you would always necessarily be, I mean, that would just be a solid group to belong to. Oh yeah, for sure. Too. 
And uh, so, Joel, uh, what would your uh, your choice be? And also, I think, so that in, to a various degree, Saturday Night Live still does occasionally stand up. But, I mean, people love oh, yeah. to shit on it. Oh, yeah. If I had to pick an era, it would be, like, I would love to pick, like, the early, like, Belushi years. Like, obviously, like, when it was, like, very loose. Like, now I feel it's very rigid. Like, because like, I've read a lot of books about the history of it and stuff. And, like, now it's very much, you know, they have their writer's room. They have their fourth structure. You know, every Monday morning is, like, the pitch morning. Like, like. You know, like 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 they know their structure now, and it's very tight. You know, there's no drug. But like, I'd love to be when it was like, you know, fucking just doing them a bunch of drugs on the 40th floor of the of Rock 30 Rock, and just being like, or wherever, and just you know, just doing it for fun. Like making yeah. it the fun thing where they what they thought was funny, mm. as opposed to like we got to have our you know we have to have our game show sketch at uh, you know like the quarter yeah. to one that the weirdos like you know just when it was more loose than what it was. That'd be super fun and cool. Yeah, I don't know. I mean. I just there's that standard life formula that I just cannot stand where it's just there's the one wacky person in every sketch mm. and then basically the sketch just revolves around that one character mm. and everyone reacts to that one character. Yeah. It's mm. sort of like uh like Kirsten Wiig is going to be behind the cash register and we'll just have people that will come up and buy things and sure. she'll just act weird with whatever they are purchasing. Yeah. And it's just like literally just that same formula for all basically every sketch, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's just like let's Let's just set up this one character to, and we'll all react to them. Mm. I mean, that's the same thing with like the game show sketches. You mm. know, you have the host, and then he just asks each person, Which is, and then the basically, host just reacts to it. Structures to set up great ways to write jokes that we know can fit right into a certain structure. Yeah, which uh, there's an interview with Andy Samberg. I think it was on Mark Maron where he was talking about he's in love with like the last half hour of Saturday Night Live because yeah. that's, that's when they jettison all that garbage and they yeah. actually make stuff that's like experimental Fun. and interesting um which i always yeah like it, like until he said that i was like oh yeah i always loved the end of saturday night live when i was a kid like watching it like the quarter to one sketch man yeah yeah the quarter to one sketch is always, always the one that the you're most, always like, like what the awesome what yeah. the this is a different show now yeah. <laughs> like and that was always and and it, it would be i'd be lying to say if, if you know i would not want to write now for it i would do it in a heartbeat obviously but to pick an era like in terms of like in the realm of the question, for sure, like the early years of just when it was so loose mm. and was its own thing of what they wanted it to be. I think that'd be too cool. Oh, well, yeah, for sure. You still want to write for it. Like they still yeah. pay, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they still pay. They still pay and they're still like huge monument thing in comedy. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's still a good gig. No, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I mean, just the, even the even the parties afterwards would be <laughs> yeah. would be a lot more fun. I would, I would love to be a part of that, the, the 1984 season where it was Martin Short, Billy Crystal, um, oh, yeah. and like Rich Hall. I think Jim Belushi was on it. Was um, Michael McKean? Yeah, uh, yeah, Michael Murphy. Uh, yeah, Michael McKean. Yeah. Uh, and uh, was Eddie Murphy still on it, or he was on? No, he was. He he was gone by then. Mm. I think how many seasons did he even do though? I think he was. I thought he did like quite a few. I think like, um, four. Maybe I. He might have done like three seasons. Yeah, he, did, he didn't do. Might like have a been eighty three. He left. Yeah, yeah. I think because eighty three. Because I think. Um, Oh wait a minute! There was that one stinker of a season, where you know the last sketch, all the cast members go into this one room, and then uh, at the last second, Lauren Michaels pulls out John Lovitz, and uh, and then they basically set that room on fire, <laughs> and it was just a way to just because they basically was just like yeah no we're getting rid of all of you. Yeah, that yeah. was the season with uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr., uh, Joan Cusack, Michael Anthony Hall, and just this like really uncomfortable that weird Downey season. Jr. Oh yeah, was on SNL. yeah. 
so what was what what's uh, what was your answer? What's uh, what TV show, Joel? Yeah, so I got uh, nitpicky on the wording because you said uh, the love the credit of being in the writers' room. So I was torn because you know Ryan's talking about the experience of being in the writers' room, mm. but I think if it was something that I'd go down in history as being part of, I think I'd want it to be Seinfeld. Uh, yeah, yeah, because yeah, I feel like that show just like changed everything. Yeah, and that I mean, and it uh, still completely holds up. You're just you're, oh, it's, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know why I didn't even think of that. I I went right to sketch and stand up world, but yeah. Well, I think you're you you would have like a more of a parade of like awesome people that you would yeah meet, right yeah, like, yeah I'd yeah. be hanging out with Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld, which are great people, but I yeah. imagine Larry David in person is a little bit <laughs> difficult to get along oh, yeah. with. You're gonna want hey, to take a swing at him at some point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, like I don't know if I've signed myself up for the funnest writing room, yeah. but it's like a writing room that I'd be like. Yeah, we changed TV history. Yeah, well, sure. I mean, there was a yeah, oh, awesome. Larry David was on an episode of The View to promote the Curb Your Enthusiasm. It was easily one of the most like uh, cringeworthy, like awkward <laughs> interview because you could tell he just did not want to be there at all, and he was just like, and you know, I think at one point, yeah, right before the commercial, Joy, it was yeah, Joy Behar was like, okay, well, we'll be, we'll be right back and we'll do uh, with the uh, we'll be right back with Larry David, and then Larry David's immediately like, oh, I'm 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 I, I gotta stick around. <laughs> and then they just cut to commercial, and then he comes back, and it's like a very grumpy man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. Well, he'd, just, he'd probably just be like, I, why am I in this lame room? Yeah. <laughs> listening well, why does he have to characters? promote anything ever again? Oh, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, right? I, like, that's what he probably was yeah. saying 100%. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't they know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, my yeah, show costs am. nothing to film. Everyone <laughs> loves it. I'm also filthy rich. <laughs> like, what's the problem? Yeah. Why am I in the view? <laughs> I'm, I'm America's most beloved annoying man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why? <laughs> His manager was like, we got the view for you on Tuesday. And he's but, like, I guess. <laughs> There's a bit of a there's a bit of a curb your enthusiasm formula that I'm I'm kind of like noticed with the last season or even the major, or even the like the last couple of seasons where you know Larry will meet someone at the beginning of the episode and then you know at that at some point near the end of the episode he's going to meet up with that person again mm-hmm. and however he screwed up with that person at the beginning mm-hmm. he's going to screw up with that person at the end and then that sort of will put a bow on the show yeah and it's sort of your you know, you see one character, and you're just sort of like, okay, well, when are we going to see that character again? Because you know that they're making an appearance. I'm not yeah. sure kind of comes from Seinfeld a bit, too, because they kind of... Yeah, they used to dovetail yeah. with uh, yeah. Seinfeld. That was, was an interesting thing. They used to do uh, a D-plot in Seinfeld, Yeah, which, uh, which explains why the show was actually so packed with content, because it was like most shows do maximum an A, a B, and a C story. And with them, they did four. So right. it was like to get that all in, ha- they couldn't waste a sentence. Mm. And that's yeah, what and made it, was it always, so tight. Uh, yeah, always wrapped up like amazing. Yeah. Uh, that's the, yeah, that's the hardest. Like I've just recently tried to get into write, writing scripts, like writing specs and stuff. And that's the thing I struggle with the most is just somehow making it organically come together as opposed to like, and then this guy walks in with these problems and then now they're all mad, you know, like, yeah. That's I can't even uh, um, like honestly imagine doing writing that kind of stuff just because yeah. it's it's not really exactly the way my head works in those kind of narratives, you know. Mm, that mm. that uh, yeah, though, like Seinfeld is fantastic with it. Curb is amazing with it. Although I can't watch Curb your th- enthusiasm because like about. Uh, a third of the way that through the show, I'm like, I want to beat this man over the head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just can't I barely see that enjoy Monty, it enough. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> just get the hell out, uh, you know. 
And I mean, I know it's funny every time if I stick in there. Like, yeah. I mean, it's funny yeah. as hell, but I'm just like, this guy is just too annoying. I got to turn this off. Yeah, it I got to lie down. Stressful. Like, <laughs> yeah. multiple not, not, episodes <laughs> in one sitting. I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm getting stressed. Yeah. He re- uh, really HBO's never like now. HBO never advertises as as uh, get ready to binge curb your enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, Jesus Christ, no thanks. Well, oh, I found God. the same thing with uh, Arrested Development, which is probably if I had to put my name attached to one show or had that credit, ah, uh, I think Arrested Development would be a great one because there's just so like people call back to that show so often there's so many amazing characters on that show and it's not like they it's not like they over you know they they didn't you know what's the word i'm looking for they didn't oh they didn't stay they didn't uh over what's what's the overstay uh, their welcome overstay their welcome that's what it's sort of like they had the netflix series and who knows if they'll ever come back again but i mean Mm -hmm. i thought that was uh that's a, a an excellent fucking show that uh, that yeah, I could probably only watch three episodes in a row and That's then fair, after yeah. then after that it's just exhausting because so much stuff happens in each episode it'd yeah. be really cool to be and so many characters yeah it'd be, it'd be really cool to be a credited writer on that show too because like I feel like when I first watched that show when I was I was really young um, and it was like I liked it and then as you get and like every five years I like watch it again like every five I'll rewatch a show like that and be like uh, oh now it's time to watch Firefly again you know like some like one of those older ones that got cancelled early and like Every time I watch it, it's like there's layers of jokes in that show that you don't you that go way that you didn't even notice, and yeah. then just something is in the background or something or like one quick line that had something to do with an episode for like you know like yeah it's very it's dense. just you that show makes you feel so good when you discover something new in it. Yeah, I was um, I saw the movie Bruno in the theater and it was like complete it was packed it was and. There were just so much. Like I had to watch that. Like as soon as that movie was over, I almost I wanted to go and see it again, mm-hmm. but almost like by myself in an empty movie theater because there was like so many lines that I missed because people were just laughing so loudly over mm-hmm. it. Yeah, which I loved. I really enjoyed that movie. Okay, so uh, starting live Seinfeld. I'm Arrested Development. Monty Scott, where are you? I, I'm surprised I managed to get this one in. Uh, going, uh, going, going last in the in, in the quartet here because. Uh, I thought somebody would bring it up. The Simpsons, I for sure would be the. I wanted to say really mod, and just stick to it. <laughs> like no, I'm gonna go with mod. And but but honestly, the Simpsons for sure. Uh, like the first ten seasons were so good that you know, or even hilariously, uh, contemporarily being on Simpsons, where you're like, so you're part of what's been happening lately. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm instrumental in what's been happening lately. <laughs> you want that? Yeah, well, it'd be hilarious too. You I'm want like, more? Yeah, so I keep dragging it through the dirt. They really. call me the like, secret ingredient of <laughs> yeah, contemporary yeah. Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so any way you cut it, you're, gonna, you're, you're legendary in any way you cut it. I'm like, actually, I'm the guy who keeps it going. <laughs> That's so funny. They want to cancel it, but I'm, I keep, I, I keep, I keep making it I'm happen. putting my own money in at this <laughs> yeah. point. That's so funny. Yeah, I'm taking a lot of the original Simpsons money I made. And I'm putting it into continuing The Simpsons. <laughs> well, could you notice a different, like, if you literally took a, an episode from, like, like, because they didn't really figure out, I think that probably around season three, that's when they really figured out The Simpsons. And, yeah. And then that's when it, the show started, like, season three and four, and then basically from there on in. But, I mean, has The Simpsons gone down? Like, I don't really watch it that much anymore. I am yeah. one of the few people that is a defender of later seasons of Simpsons. I think like the 20 to like 25, like when it was like starting to like, there was an era where like it really wasn't that. That was when like all the jokes started happening of it getting old. Like when people started being like, all right, the Simpsons. Where is it now? Now it's still like that, but like I've been watching it no, recently. No, but uh, I mean uh, Oh, we're at 30? like season 20. We're almost at 30 now. <laughs> okay, question number two. Uh, if you could be in a boxing match for charity with any famous person, who would it be? And uh, we'll start with Monty Scott this time. 
And um, yeah, anyone that you would want to get in the in the ring with, and then uh, just lay a, a couple a punches match into for charity with Edge. It doesn't. Uh, the charity is just an excuse to have the match. Uh, oh, yeah, but yeah, who would I mean, you? Can you think of any celebrity that you would like to get into the ring with, or no. any famous person? It could be a politician too. Uh, a politician as well. Anyone? Any? And I said, okay. Any, I should say it was. Uh, yeah, I said famous person. Uh, well, you know, I get. I, I guess famous person wise, I'll just have to go with, with the easy one. But it would be. It, it would be hilarious. Uh, I'd like to fight Trump for sure, because. I'd like to beat Trump and have him keep telling you how well he's doing. <laughs> like, because like, he would have to be like, I'm one of the, I'm, I can't believe how well I'm doing. And just by, as you're punching him in the gut. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, so I'd definitely like to clean his clock for sure. That would, that would, that would be a good time. Uh, also, I feel like uh, I have a pretty good chance. I mean, he's 70 something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah, uh, just the angle of us just like, uh, yeah, he's, uh, you know, coming out of the fight with a, like, a, like a bloody nose, and then he's like, I can't believe how well I just did in that fight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, it's like uh, there's a clear winner and loser, you know, <laughs> yeah. Mr. Mr. President. Possibly, uh, that was possibly the greatest boxer <laughs> of all time in that fight. And I'm mean, like, but you lost, easily lost. You were unconscious, uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> I think if you take another look at the footage that yeah. you'll notice that. <laughs> yeah, you really did fantastic. It's crazy that you say that, though, because. In a weird alternate dimension where we have you actually fight Trump, I don't doubt that that's how that would happen. Like, he would actually... Oh, he would, He yeah. would. Like, he'd just actually find some way to be like, well, you know, I lost, but, uh, you know, uh, technically I did this right. Like, you know? And it's oh, like, he, I did everything I'm supposed to do, and it's like... Oh, yeah, there's no God. way he would accept... He Well, he won't accept losing things like that. He'll just mm. keep talking until he's won. Yeah. Yeah. According to him. <laughs> it's pretty good and uh uh well like uh, i love what they showed uh trump where he's what he's i believe they have him at 240 pounds uh six foot three mm -hmm. and then they showed like men that are 240 pounds six foot three and uh you know they're just a bunch of ripped athletes and then I'm like are you serious this man is coming in going yeah 240 yeah. <laughs> that's serious I'm like you are obviously 280 pounds bro yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well didn't they didn't they uh, they gave him a couple of more inches of height um, because I guess if he his BMI would be yeah uh, or it's like they, yeah. they, he's like one inch higher to make him so he isn't in the obese category so it's like I think if he yeah. was like if he was like one or two inches shorter, he would be considered obese. But when they lay, they threw a couple more inches on, onto his height, that he now he's just sort of like overweight, or he's just mm. considered heavy or something like that. Yeah, which yeah. is just sort of like, which is on. yeah, just stretch me out another eight inches. I got abs. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Well, <laughs> just, what I also love how they were bragging for a while about how he uh, he passed that one. Um, like the, the the cognitive test, they were sort of like, oh yeah, no, he's, he's sharp as a tack. He's he's uh, right on the ball. And then they, but they never actually told you what questions that they ask on this test. Right. And it's literally a test where it's just sort of like, you know, what month is it? What day of the week is it? What year is it? Who's the president of the United States? Just the, like these like ultra simple questions <laughs> to make sure that you you know, like if you just had like a, like a, if if they're testing you if you just had a concussion or something like that. Yeah, if you don't so, have dementia. Yeah, yeah. That's like, basically yeah. just like the, the the minimal amount of things that you need to. <laughs> do to go like you know like one of the questions was uh draw a clock and, and like oh, which one of these is an elephant and then you just oh that's an elephant <laughs> you, you know, you know it's, it's not like he's like no he's not sharp he's just not you know he's not brain dead you know what's hilarious uh well it's kind of hilarious i i had uh, hit my head this year and i had to do one of those cognitive tests to draw a clock and i failed what and uh, I maintain my clock. I'm like, listen, I am not a goddamn clock drawer. Um, 
I, mean, I, I had all the numbers in the right thing. I was like, what? You know, I was like, it's not a nice clock, admittedly, but I'm not a, you know, I'm not a professional so, artist, right? for Christ's sake. <laughs> I got to buy the clock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Try. I mean, I, it's got all the numbers in the direction. That, you know, it's not like I have five and an eight. <laughs> you know, it's all all together. I come from a long line of clock drawers, so as a, I'm a little bit offended at what you just. Uh, did they, like, did they really fail you? They yeah, were yeah, like, yeah. They were, they were like, they were like you, you have know, a concussion. You can't leave the hospital. Look at this clock. And I'm like, well, it's sequentially correct. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's relatively a circle. Do you have a you know? of the clock? <laughs> yeah. I wish I did. No, I don't have oh, it. It's so it. funny. Oh, I, like, I, I demand. It. I demand a, uh, a redraw. I guess I don't. Uh, you know, you're gonna tell me I can't. I, I can't this, drive because that clock's no good. After this, I need you to grab a pen and paper and do your damn closest to recreate it so we can see what happened. It'd be room. funny that you, if you did take a photograph of the clock that you just drew and then they failed you and you're like, yeah, but I was able to take a photograph of the clock that of I, that I drew <laughs> improperly. Get, you get a custom one made and you're like, there it is, yeah. <laughs> functioning clock. Yeah, <laughs> tell me I'm concussed. Exactly uh, from my design. Oh, I see. Monty has an El Salvador dolly. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> right, so Joel, uh, you have to go into the uh, uh, boxing ring uh, with uh, anyone from anywhere. Um, oh, yeah. Um, I guess I could throw on the living or dead category, too. Oh, wow. But, um, but let's, uh, let's just go with people that are alive. I mean, I, yeah, I don't, I don't have any great urge to fight anyone. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, I think it would be just be so goofy and funny to fight Bill Nye the Science Guy. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> like just to throw one-liners at him and just be like, <laughs> you know, like the sun didn't see this coming. <laughs> 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 oh my god, that's amazing. Well, have you ever seen like old, uh, f- not old footage, but uh, like old photographs of of Neil deGrasse Tyson? He's ripped. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's because he used to like he was like a I'm gonna say like, he was a wrestler. But uh, but like he did like some like amateur wrestling when he was in school. Mm. And I've seen photographs of the guy, and you're just sort of like, oh man, and you're and you're a tough guy too. Shit, that's you know? cool. That's yeah, no, that that's it was one of those moments of like, oh man, that is pretty darn cool. Yeah, I yeah, picture you know, I picture you fighting Bill Nye, but he would turn to the camera and be talking to a camera about the signs of boxing, <laughs> and yeah. you're like, Jesus, Bill. <laughs> yeah, he'd be like, uh, when Joel broke my jaw just now, the <laughs> angle of momentum was equal to. That. <laughs> I also I, what you were saying, Monty. I think he's just like uh, an easy win because he's he's getting up there in age too. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah you, you put you put the uh, W on that thing. Yeah, uh, and uh, and Ryan, if you had to make a choice of who, I'd, I'd fight Floyd Mayweather and look at the camera and go, "This is how I choose to die." <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I thought about this. I thought it'd be really cool to like. Because if it's a celebrity, I thought of it as very much. If this was okay, like a, some real thing of like, a, I think it'd be funny to actually fight a full fledged boxer that is a celebrity. And looking at my body and who I am, it'd just be hilarious for different reasons. With Joel, where yours would be very funny in a sense because Bill Nye's spotting facts. Mine would be funny because it'd just be funny to go to a bar a week later with these black guys. Like, yeah, yeah. Took on Floyd Mayweather, and uh, well, you should see him. <laughs> well, you know what you'd have to say is, "Hi, I'm Ryan Dillon. Welcome to Jackass." <laughs> just get, just get yeah. murdered in one hit. I want to get knocked out in one hit. I don't want it to be built up like it's the biggest thing in the yeah. world, like eighty dollar pay per view, right? And then bam, and everyone's like, "How did we get to? How could we see this coming?" <laughs> right? You know what the best thing, best best thing about that is? Like, if you fought Floyd Mayweather and you looked at the camera, he would knock you out right then. <laughs> I know. And he, like, I know. Fighting a goddamn comedian for crime. Floyd, at least wait till he's looking at you. Yeah. He said he was going to look at the camera like, hey, man, the fight's on. The fight's on when the ref says the fight's on. Because I don't know if it was Mayweather. I've seen him punch so many professional boxers when they look at the ref yeah. for some sort of complaint. Immediately he'll punch you and knock them down often. Yeah. And I saw him knock down three, four guys like that, knock one guy out like that. 
And I and he's just constantly like the fight is on. If the ref is not stopping us, it's on. Yeah. yeah. He, he's like and I was just like I guarantee you Floyd Mayweather is just eating eating steak at home when he was a little kid or something. If if he didn't fucking if he didn't took his eye off his dad, just clock, clocked every yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. It's like it, it fights on. Fights on unless it's off, but <laughs> Yeah, well, I guess and when Floyd Mayweather is a bit of a piece of shit too, so oh, big time. Uh, he's a pretty awful guy, so Oh right. I don't even, know see, even, I don't know too much about that world. I just I just went with someone well, who he's, knows he's, the biggest one cuz he just won that one against Oh yeah, no, he's yeah. He's, he's he's definitely uh they, yeah. they stop me, I wouldn't be getting a beer with him afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, me and Floyd? Yeah, we're tight. <laughs> yeah. He's definitely got your number. I think you're a bit outmatched by, the, by that fight, but it's... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you'd make it. You'd probably make a million bucks doing it, but then again, I, I guess if it is I will. Charity. I will take a million dollars to get knocked out by a boxer. Fucking, I'll do that. You'd get, close, you'd get close enough to Floyd Mayweather that you could probably like kick him in the crotch, too. Oh, I would then, not get close to him. Oh, my God. Well, you, you could survive. Well, you couldn't really... You, you could, could survive. Oh, yeah. Think, you know, because he's... Uh, you're probably bigger than him, anyway. Well, am I bigger than him? Yeah, he's he's only uh he's like five foot eight. Uh, is he? One hundred and forty eight pounds. Yeah, but he's just muscle. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> There's but a difference I mean, between one hundred and forty eight pounds and, and two hundred and twelve pounds of a guy who <laughs> ate bread four times today, and it's not even three. Like, yeah, oh. no, it's it's just not. <laughs> Although, <laughs> he's got the he's got the science of throwing a punch down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now well, Floyd think, Mayweather think, versus Bill Nye. Now that's something. I would watch. <laughs> that's an interesting matchup. Bill right? wins by science. Right? Yeah. Just angles and fucking. I think if I was in uh, my, I've asked this question before and I've had different answers. I'm surprised no one like I think someone once said Bill Cosby. That would be a good one to uh, you know to get See, in the yeah, ring with Bill yeah. Cosby. That would be fun. Uh, but I. Uh, if it was a for a charity thing, I wouldn't mind uh, going a couple rounds with um, you know Alex Jones from Infowars. Info oh yeah, that'd be oh. good. Because uh, ah. yeah, for like a years ago, Alex Jones was kind of entertaining, and he would just kind of blabble, you know, ramble on about like conspiracy theories. But now mm. he's just his head is so far up the ass of Donald Trump, and it's just now it's just like oh it's it's too much, yeah. and he's really just dividing the country just so much, and it's just infuriating. Yeah. Right. So that that would be my choice. I have I had to go a couple to of those. Right uh, off that his whole shtick was cuz he's in like a divorce thing with his kids. Well, yeah, and his and lawyer said that he's a basically he's a performance artist. He's, yeah, that's what it was. He's, so he's that, an actor and yeah, he's just and everyone he, was like, "No." <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Well, but it's almost the same thing as like the 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 Trump supporters too. It's like they don't even want to believe that yeah. like, "No, he's he's a truth teller, but uh, he's playing a character." And it's and also when you figure it was like it's Infowars made like eighteen million dollars last year. Oh God! And, that. Yeah, wow. and uh, but and he sells like, but he makes most of his money selling like these like vitamin vitamins and like and well, all these sort of, of a lot of like um, most of their money from like ads and, like, like doomsday like, prepper uh, supplies. You know? it's <laughs> yeah. just that is that is hilarious. Yeah, it's frightening. He's a good guy to fight though. Big head. He'll, he'll take a lot of shots. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. a big head. <laughs> Hillary Clinton is Hillary fighting. Clinton is a demon. <laughs> I just love that. Okay, um, now if you had to have the career of a professional athlete in any sport, uh, including like golf, NASCAR, pro wrestling, whatever it is, um, and consider uh, post career as well, um, oh, what would your sport be? Uh, let's go, with Joel. Let's we'll start with Joel. Yeah, I was thinking hard about this one, and I actually don't know the the official name of the sport, but it's the racing one where they have the other guy in the seat that's, like, telling left, right, and they're, like, driving so fast. That it's oh, that like, was the Mario Kart for GameCube. Uh, <laughs> double dash, because you had one and two, and you would flip. Yeah. Is it, like, rally car racing? 
Well, is that the one where they're like in like Honda Accords and yeah, it's like it's kind of off road a little bit, and it's like the idea is it's like uh, you're like on kind of roads, so it's not a track, so you've got a navigator that's just frantically like giving you directions while you like rip as fast as you can, and I was thinking that would be a good skill to have after. Yes. You know, like you'd just be the sick driver that could handle anything. And mm. you'd be like. But do they have superstars of like, or do they have celebrity drivers? Cause I'm like, sure I know if that, you're into it. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of like, like, and then what do guys like that do after their post careers? I'm just thinking if oh, you want to like oh, continue right. on. <laughs> yeah. I haven't really thought about the money aspect. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just sort do of they, like, I guess because one of my things was just sort of like, you know, you consider like, like so many NBA or not NBA or NFL players, like, uh, their like post careers are so tragic because, you know, they're even like, or they're, you know, they're just riddled with concussions and, right. and then, and then they end up spending most of their money and they, um, you know, they make just have a history of bad investments and things like that. Mm. So I was also kind of considering that, but that would be, I mean, I don't even know. I didn't even know like that rally that that was a thing. Yeah, that's that's, new, that's, that's yeah. news to me that there's like a you can drive incredibly fast and there's a guy like telling you which way to go and yeah, you're not like, on a like track. It's like a driver and a navigator. And the, the navigator's na- just like just left, right, straight, <laughs> go like go faster. Like, are there some like really good navigators where they don't even drive, but they're like left, right? I just you can just I, I can see the right so quickly. <laughs> like <laughs> all the reactions, like the best backseat driver of all time, <laughs> yeah. and he's just like you know a celebrity navigator. Yeah, <laughs> left, left. Or just a guy that doesn't need a driver. He just sits on the course and just, <laughs> he's just imagining it. Left, right? <laughs> what was that? Well, but like, why would he, have, where would there be like a left or a right? I mean, it's not, so where do they do these races? In I think like it's towns like, and villages? yeah, or? like it's like road, like it's like backcountry. I think it's kind of an English thing. Uh, I should have done my research. It's like, uh, like, uh, like rallies of some sort. Yeah, like, like rally car rallies. racing, I yeah. think it's called. Uh, but yeah, usually the cars they look like sort of regular cars. Like it's not like NASCARs or Formula One where it's like they all look the same. It's right. kind of like you just you know get like a Honda and like soup it up and like you know I'm sure there's rules on how much you can soup it up and then it's just like everyone bombing around trying to like yeah. <laughs> navigate really on the last minute. I love the idea of race car drivers post their careers where they just keep crashing their own personal yeah. vehicles. They're like, well, I, 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 or they're, or they're <laughs> just delivering pizzas or something like that. Yeah. Just yeah. like just a bunch of fender benders afterwards. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm just not driving the way I used to. And it's just Maybe the... like stunt driving. That would be a cool post career for that kind of job. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Like movies and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that'd be super cool. Uh, Ryan, where would, where would you, what would your sport be for? Mine, uh, mine would be, um, I love, I would love to have like a, like a, baseball thing man i would love to play baseball professionally that'd be just the coolest thing i'm not even that great at it i just love it like it's just fun i just started playing i'm not <laughs> well, good at it at all would it be great at... if that's all you needed to do ha- have a love for the game for you to oh, be able yeah, to play I professionally just would love to do, like but like even like i love baseball career. well you can be on our team then yeah yeah, yeah. well that's how yeah. i got on the baby's apps <laughs> 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 uh I, but I started playing softball with the the, the league and the comedy the, the comedy community has like a league and i started playing on the beer league started playing with them last year and I used to play, I remember like like it's kind of like a heartfelt thing with me like my my dad like when I was a kid my dad passed away when I was super young but before he did he got me into like t-ball as a kid and stuff like that and I loved it and I just loved it so and I was terrible at it mm-hmm. I remember being on third base and the guy clicked the ball and the ball just rolled right by me and I just watched it roll by <laughs> and I looked up and looked at my mom and my dad and they were just like ah for fuck god damn it and I was just <laughs> like Wee! like I was just there and like yep. I just loved it and it was just super fun but. Um, but now that I'm playing it again, like for fun, just with friends and stuff like that, oh, that'd be just so cool. 
just to like come out and see you have a, a huge stadium just people cheering and like play, yeah. just to play and just like to crack one that was like a home run in front of like ten thousand people yeah. and just everyone lose their mind like that's just oh, the, home runs are the best oh that's the cool that would be the coolest feeling I can only imagine how it must feel to like yeah that would just be fun that'd be super fun uh yeah so that would say baseball for sure and then but um. Like what's like the post career of a uh, Roberto Alomar uh, catch the taste? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean I don't know. I post career like uh, I don't know. Like, I mean you can be announcers. Yeah, you know, I would be. I'd love to be an announcer at a game. Yeah, Holy yeah. hell, that'd be super fun. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be, I'd have a tight ten minutes every night. It'd be so great. Um, yeah, I mean baseball, baseball for sure. Well, I mean, and also I guess baseball is the kind of game that you could you could play until you're pretty old, couldn't yeah. you? Yeah. The people oh, play, sure. yeah, people play like close to like late thirties. Yeah. Still playing. I look like, like you can yeah. crank it. You can crank it, right? So it's like, well, they're all on steroids. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Also, but, I look like this, and I already look like I play baseball. <laughs> so this is fantastic. Well, I always yeah. think too. I, I think if I had to choose one, uh, I mean, as much as I would love to like to do the pro wrestling thing, but those guys have horrible post careers, mm. uh, and uh, it's uh, pretty rare for a guy to like go on and have a good life after pro wrestling. But uh, I think golf would always be a good one to, to if you, cause if you could be a golf superstar mm. and that would be excellent because no one ever says, man. no one's ever sort of like a, Oh man, can you believe that guy's still playing golf? Mm-hmm. Oh, you could right. grow yeah. so old doing it oh, yeah. and you can get, then there's like enough sponsorships that you could probably make money doing. Yeah. And, uh, and, and yeah, and there's, and then you just, if you were enough of a superstar playing golf, you don't even need to be that good because then you could just go into tournaments or or what, what's that thing where you're just hired to play with other people for like charity events and things like oh, that. Right, yeah, that would yeah. be a that would be a like John Daly styles where yeah, he's and a also very popular you're golfer that's not especially good. Yeah, and there's not a lot of horrible injuries that are associated with golf either. Yeah, it's pretty pleasant outside. Get some air. Well, <laughs> you can drink doing it, and no one hassles you about that either. See, it still sounds like we're talking about baseball. <laughs> <laughs> well, essentially, with golf, you're kind of like a lot of people would rather be there anyway. Like you, you got a golf tournament this week. I'm like, I wish I had a golf tournament this week. Yeah, you know, like that's what you do for your whole life. What uh, What would your sport be, Monty? Uh, well, I'm thinking. I'm thinking tennis. Uh, oh yeah, primarily because uh, I think I I know I would be an ex- exceptionally entertaining uh, uh, person to watch play tennis because it makes me so furious. <laughs> <laughs> like because if you get me running around in the sun, I really start to crack up. You know, I start to go mental to begin with. And tennis is such a uh, aggravating sport from the idea that you're running around in the sun for one, and then you miss something by by two inches, and you have to deal with that emotionally and mentally where you're like. You know, I just missed by two inches, for Christ's sake. <laughs> and now you got to play another uh, another point. <laughs> and you just get crazier and crazier until, yeah. you know, who the hell knows what happens. You jump into the crowd or you just run off or you know, who knows. Oh, you'd be like a darling of, like, <laughs> flipping out during tennis. Buddy, <laughs> oh, yeah. the Mexican McEnroe. I'd be going crazy. Yeah. I, but I would literally very organically go crazy, for yeah. sure, because it's so much sun, so much exertion. And, you know, just the narrowest of margins you're, you're playing with. It's it's freaking crazy. But also, I, I mean, like, McEnroe's the guy who's, like, still so regarded so well because it's like, well, A, he was a great tennis player. But also just people embraced him when he was, like, flipping out, too. Yeah. I think, like, hardcore tennis people didn't like it because it wasn't all, it's not proper. You're, you're disrespecting a sport with your f- freaking out and your foul language. But everyone else was like, yeah, who's that crazy guy screaming at the who's playing tennis? <laughs> Everybody people loves love that guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he, he was really, he really did freak out a lot like there have yeah. been times i've seen a lot of mcenroe where i'm just like jesus 
<laughs> you know, I, I yeah. wouldn't expect that I would ever have a limit on the amount I could see a man freak out. But I was like, wow, this guy's really taking it pretty far. Yeah, and I like guess you'd, he... you'd probably get a punch in the face, too, if you were just like, hey, come on, John, it's only a game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can't really, if someone's doing it professionally, you can't give them the uh, it's only oh. a game excuse. But, uh, but uh, yeah, ten, no one's said tennis yet. What would be the first thing that you would do as a ghost? Oh man, I would chill with so many uh, other ghosts. So many ghosts. Like, I mean, that's it. I just find the other ghosts and be like, "What happened?" <laughs> you know, like I just get a lot of information from the past that we don't have. Like everything, like every like celebrity or anybody from the past, like every dead comic, I'd go and be like, just ask every question, every story. Like that would be. That'd be what I would do. I went pretty practical. I didn't have a funny answer for this. I was just like, oh, my God, I'd chill with so many other dead ghosts. Like, that would be it. I think the first thing I would do would be, um, I think the first thing I would do would be, uh, well, A, I would uh, attend my own funeral because I think that would be uh, mm. always uh, I don't interest. know if I could do that. I don't know why I wanted to do that. Wouldn't you want to at least know who showed up and, you know, what speeches were made? I guess. I. Uh, I don't know. Maybe because I'd just be like, I'd be like that guy, like, like, like I'd be like what, like uh, I don't know. I guess so. I guess I could see where you're coming from with that, but I don't know. I think I'd be like, I'd probably be at the other people's funerals, <laughs> like chilling out and asking what they're up to. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I know. It's. Uh, I think. Yeah, I would. I would attend my own funeral, and then. Uh, uh, Who do you hope shows up? Hmm? Who would you hope showed up? Oh, jeez, I don't know. That'd be a tough. Uh, that'd be a tough. I think. Uh, Who would you not want to show up? Oh. Oh, that'd be... I haven't even thought that far ahead yet. Dave, who do you want to have RSVP but, like, didn't show up but they showed up late? <laughs> um, hmm. Fuck, I'm actually scrambling. I'm just trying to think of who would I not want to have show up to my funeral. I think it would be an open invite. I think anyone can come. Yeah. I don't think I would tell, like, no, this person's not allowed. Yeah. But That's have a hell like, of a thing to put in a will. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have a couple exclusions for my funeral. Just like, have a whole, yeah. have a whole, like, a whole stack of headshots at, at, the, uh, at the door of the funeral home of, like, this person's not allowed. Actually, that would be fun to get kicked out of, getting people uh, kicked out of your own funeral. Yeah. That, would that would be interesting. Be totally fun. Like, if you just did that as a prank, be like, the, I, I have last, a number of people that, like, like ejected from my you, funeral. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah well, yeah. just as a, you know, I'm just, I'm just fucking with all you guys, but uh, I ejected, like, three or four people. Through, by your will. The. Uh, so Joel, what uh, where would you what would be the first thing that uh Well I was thrown by this a little bit like so do I have like Casper powers? Can I like fly? <laughs> yeah, I'd like to think so. Okay. Cause then I would go straight into space and just be like, <laughs> be like what the hell is out here, man? <laughs> we don't talk about space ghosts enough. Buddy. Yeah, go, like ghosts I'd just be untethered. Like, I'd be like, let's get over there to Mars. Let's figure out this like water <laughs> shit that they t- keep talking about. <laughs> Man, what if you got up to Mars and there were just a whole bunch of other ghosts there? It would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Or just like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll run into other ghosts cruising, right? (laughs) Are you for sure? Yeah. Interplanetary ghost. Yeah. I like this. Hop in the Tesla. Yeah, I think that's like a microcosm of what I'd want to do with my ghost powers is like go visit places that are like off limits to me like go inside the sun and be like whoa <laughs> okay. Like, like, okay this is crazy okay, I have, <laughs> okay now that joel asked that question i have another one do i have, can i possess people like ghosts like for momentary bits of time like can uh, i do that because if I that's the case i'd go up to space get in that tesla car and get in that space suit and just start like look at the camera going oh, yeah. like like this like totally freaking people out that'd be a good move yeah um 
I'd like to say that you can't do that. You can't? Yeah. What a terrible could be. game in question and podcast <laughs> I, I, I do think that's a great <laughs> album name, though. Joel Buxton, uh, Haunting the Universe. <laughs> 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 that's awesome. That's so funny. <laughs> Vis- visiting the sun. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> just playing Smash Mouth? <laughs> 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 it ain't no joke. Dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Joel, the coolest ghost around. Yeah. Just yeah, no, it wouldn't be one of those catches where you could say, oh, I'm going to go to the sun and I'm going to upload a video on YouTube of me on the sun. And <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. But uh, I guess you could travel anywhere that you would want to. That'd yeah. Cool. Yeah. Like and if then, I couldn't leave no... Earth, I, I'd like, you know, I'd go to like, I was just reading an article. Like there, apparently there's a secret apartment in the Eiffel Tower that Gustav Eiffel like built for himself ah. to chill in. And yeah. like now it's like close to the public. And I'd be like, cool. That's my house now. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like that's where I live. <laughs> cool. That's my right. house now. That's my favorite response yeah. as a yeah. ghost. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> bye now. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Well, yeah. Kick me out. Kick me out. Kick, yeah. I'm a ghost. Kick ghost squatter. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I just spent a couple months I'd here watch and there. That, show. Yeah. that was uh, I'm I'm glad you guys brought brought those up because I uh, that was my first kind of thought for ghosts is that the idea of like the first thing you want to do is stop haunting the bullshit you're haunting. Where we, you always see you know like the I saw uh, haunted uh, haunted uh, hotels or ghost bellboys in there, like that poor son of a bitch is he's still working there. Yeah, he's I guess in the hotel. Yeah, that's always a drag too. I guess. Yeah. Um, well, then you'd, I guess you'd, uh, I don't know if there was some way that you could plan it out that you would, uh, I don't know, what what uh, what what outfit would you want to die in? Well, damn sure not my bellboy outfit if I have to wear it the rest, <laughs> of, the rest of my life. is like, uh, my, my, I'm just offering my resignation as a ghost. I quit. <laughs> That'd be pretty shitty, though. If you, if you died at your job, would you have to have a lifetime of being at that job? Or yeah, would you, you allowed to? That comes up in the distillery ghost walk, which I've taken yeah. for some reason. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, it's like not the most exciting ghost walk. They're like, they say that a worker fell in while he was stirring the barley, and his ghost can be seen taking on his normal duties. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Right, so I guess that guy got screwed. Yeah, like still idea. making the barley. Yeah, actually, one of the things I would do, uh, I would. Uh, because I, 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 I visited uh, Elvis's house in Graceland like two oh. years ago, and you're not allowed up on the second floor because oh. that's the f- where that's where the bathroom is that he died in. Oh. And so, uh, yeah, I think I'd go to Graceland and I would check out uh, what's up on the second floor for sure because uh, no one's allowed up there. Uh, but I'm pretty sure if you work there, you can sneak up, and uh, so maybe. maybe oh, they gotta be partying up there. They're using it as a green room or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, is that uh, a big Graceland? Hmm? How many square feet is it? Uh, it's not huge, actually. I mean, the pro- the property that it's on is big, and there's a lot of stuff that you can sort of walk around and, and see. So the property's big, but the actual house itself is not gigantic. I mean, you know, there's bigger houses that are up on you know in Toronto on the bridal path. I mean, it's mm. like it's a big, nice house, right? But it's just it's not this massive. Yeah, massive, it's not a crazy mansion. No, 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 no. It's not. It's just. I mean, but it's been around since like the nineteen. 19- uh, well, I guess Elvis. It was around before Elvis bought it, but you know, I mean, Elvis lived there since '56 or '57, I think. Mm. So, mm. but I mean, it's don't get me wrong, it's a nice place. But I, I love the fact. I mean, they have all the old '70s furniture there, and it's 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 almost it's like you know, it's kind of crossed over from being like kind of it was like cool at one point, then it was kind of tacky, and now it's like super cool again. 
because it has all the old stereo equipment that he had too, and all of his old record collection as well, mm. which is pretty wild. So I didn't even know there was an apartment on top of the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, blew me away, and it looked cool. Like there were some pictures. I was like, that's so rad. That's so, so cool that yeah, you build sick. that and be like, nah, I get this one little room for me. I'm yeah, like, that's so cool. Yeah, I never understood the ca- I, maybe I should Google and look up Casper, but how the one thing that's always weird about Casper the ghost is that he's a he's a child. Yeah, and they never mm-hmm. do. They ever address how I'm not Casper sure. died? They didn't. They do that in the movie? No, they didn't do that in the movie. Did they? they I saw him come back. He came back a human at the end of the movie for a little bit. Oh, I don't think they I ever addressed it in the, the books. You ever yeah. saw Casper the movie? No. Really? Yeah. He no, came back as a human? No, no. What? Oh my god, it's so good. Well, guys, you gotta yeah. check out Casper. Just missed the movie. it, I guess. <laughs> oh, I was, gonna, I was gonna say, like, I've been an adult for a while. Whenever that came out, I, yeah, I just never watched any. It's like a, it's a child's uh, movie, no? Yeah, it's a child. Well, I watched it when I was a kid, but yeah. like. I don't know. It's like uh, I think was Spielberg a producer on it. I think, I think he was. But it's like uh, uh, it's really good. It's yeah, definitely really good. I definitely say check it out. Maybe yeah, like, show it to my nieces. Doing, like, I'll, I'll watch it with my nieces. Yeah, if you got if you got cousins or nephews or kids or anything like that, <laughs> yeah. it's a movie to watch. What you say? I gotta get some kids in the room to watch this thing. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, don't. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't like, yeah, please know. don't go home and watch. Casper. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's always kind of weird too. It's like I uh, I went with a, a buddy of mine who has like a huge Lego collection and. Uh, my girlfriend at the time and my friend, we went up to Legoland, and you are not allowed in Legoland unless you are accompanied by a child. Like you have to, that, you have yeah. to go there with a kid. And they have like one, I think it's one night a month where they have like adult night at Legoland, cool. and they serve like beer and wine, and That's you're allowed so to cool. buck. But I'm like, but like what? That just seems very. It made me feel like it's one of those things. Like, what are you accusing me of? Of just what yeah. do you think I'm going to do? Like, it's, yeah, it's not right. it just Disney it felt World, very sort of like go. you know. I, okay, first of all, like I'm allowed to go. I'm allowed to go into Baby Gap. That's not a big problem. So I have to no, I you're show not no allowed proof. To go Baby Gap, Dave. <laughs> me personally, no. They, <laughs> but I mean, like you don't need to show proof of having a kid to buy kids clothing. But it just seems like weird that why Legoland. Yeah, because people can like Lego. Like an adult can like Lego. Well, I have friends who have like adults, have kids that they like, that yeah. their partners like. Yeah. That's what they'll do on a Saturday. Is buy the freaking Death Star kit and build it. And it's super cool. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, but I mean, know, an adult a... night there would be fun to get drunk and play with Legos. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, I think as long as they're having a time where adults can go. Yeah, like, it just like, seems I'm kind of like... down for like I don't know if you're an unac- if you're a single adult wandering around Legoland. It's like I don't know, get out of here. We'll figure something out. Yeah, yeah. I don't even like it when people go to the movies get alone. Out of you know, here. well, there's, I mean, you can walk around. There's the store, and anyone can go into the store and buy whatever Lego you want. Oh, okay, but to actually go because there's another section. There's like the actual tour that you can go on, mm. the walking tour of like. I guess you just see these huge Lego sculptures. Maybe it gives yeah. a history of Lego. I don't know. I wasn't allowed in. But, yeah, I could see if you were one single guy, maybe you're not allowed in. But, I mean, I was there with, like, two other people. Yeah, like, I feel like a gang of adults should be able to go. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you feel like you shouldn't have to I dig agree, up. I agree. You shouldn't have to dig up a kid to go anywhere, no? You know, yeah. like, I got to find a kid to this. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, yeah, actually, you're probably yeah. creating more problems. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, now I got to yeah. figure out how to get a kid. Yeah. I'm, I'm, how many Is adults this your that kid? love. Uh, adult... Well, I have it with me now. Yeah. How many adult, be... adults are just walking around a mall going, like, ah, listen, can I borrow your kid for like an hour? I just want to yeah. walk through Legoland. Go through Legoland. Yeah. Is that going to be a problem? Is that going to be a problem? <laughs> That's fine. All right. Uh, question number five is, um, okay, which one of your day jobs from the past would you go back to uh, if you had to and if it paid really well? Like it pays well and you don't even have a choice in the matter of all the day jobs that you've ever had before is okay. and, that you'd have to go back and, and do. Mm. Uh, let's uh, see. We'll start with Ryan. What uh, where would, 
When I was in university and high school in Newfoundland, I worked at um, Rogers Video. I was a uh, videos clerk, like uh, just renting movies and stuff like that. And if I was forced to go back to one of my past jobs for the rest of my life and it paid enough to like live super comfortably, I loved working at a video store. I loved it. I loved mm. it. I loved it. I loved it. Because like, I love movies. I love them so much. I love when people came in and they need a recommendation for a movie and talk about it and talk about movies they've seen and like having them come back a week later and be like, what'd you think? And they're like, it's dope. And I was like, right. Oh my God. Spider-Man 2 was amazing. Like, you know, just that. I just love that experience of like, because I love going to the movies and I love, like, it's just a big, I just, movies are a big part of my life. So it's just like, I love that job. I loved it so much. And also just customers would come in just so upset over the stupidest things and you could never do anything about it. So you just had to watch these people get mad at nothing. Like, what would people get upset about? Oh, like, oh, there's no more copies of of, of this. And I'm like, yeah, man. And then then there's nothing we can do about that. (laughs) And then like, but you should have more. I'm like, you're right. (laughs) You're so right. And it's just, but I can't do anything. And I, and it's before Netflix and all that stuff, but I could like down, I could, I could rent stuff before it came out so the like thursday it came out but i had a copy two weeks before mm. before downloading or anything everyone was like oh it was just so fun having like watching it before it came and video games too rent video games before they came out and that would confuse a lot of friends on xbox live <laughs> and, like uh and it was just dope it was just super fun i had a lot of crazy customers and like one of my stand-up bits is about how one of the craziest i ever had but there's just it was just nuts like like dealing with everything even just like like people stealing and stuff like that. We had a guy run in and just just take a whole shelf full of friggin' of the same movie, and he ran out the door. Don't they like, what are you doing? The, with... Don't they keep the de- aren't the aren't the aren't the not, not there was a transition period where everyone started doing that, but there was like it was like just like they would just be like he just grabbed all these copies. Like what are you doing with thirty copies of Next starring Nicolas Cage? Like it was just so <laughs> bizarre, it was so weird. Like I'll watch it again; it'll be a little different. Like no, it's the same movie in every box. Like what are you? <laughs> talking about oh but we put a secret copy in yeah, one yeah, of yeah. Them. that sounds yeah. like probably number one suspect for that is nicholas cage what's the matter he stole his own movie i don't know what he's doing yeah 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 they yeah. took my picture and now my soul's in all these movies yeah. i need to pack there's a there's a treasure map in one of these copies yeah, yeah, yeah. i've got to find it yeah but i loved it it was just a super fun chill job and uh a lot of my friends worked there and it was just fun it was super fun okay Stalled yeah I, I guess the amount of people that would like yeah, I mean, if people kept in there and pissed off, because, yeah. like, I remember going into video stores, and even when you want, tried to reserve a movie, and if it didn't come back, the people in the video store were just like, uh, yeah, sorry, that, that guy didn't return it. Yeah. And there was always a part, when I was a kid, I would be like, well, can't you call them? Yeah, I know. You'd be like, can't you? and you're like, no, I'm not calling that person. Well, no. It's that was also my favorite thing, too, as a kid, was me and my sister and my mom. Uh, would go to the movie store, and that was a big deal. Like as a kid, like when you were like six or seven, like we'd go to Blockbuster and like rent a movie, and that was my favorite. Was like running around seeing what was released and what came out, and yep. like like that doesn't exist anymore. Now you just click on your phone or computer, and you're like, there it is. Like I can just pick whatever I want. Yeah, now it's almost like a burden. Like when yeah. I'm on Netflix, I'm like, I'm stressed. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. You're so stressed with the Netflix menu because I'm like, I don't know any of these movies. I don't know what they're really like, going through and trying to find something. And yeah, like, like the last time I had, like I turned on a t- cable TV, I was flipping the channels and I was like, this is so nice. Like just, yeah. just not having any options and being like, all right, we're watching Big Bang Theory. Yeah, like, great. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's so true. I, I'm so, I 100% agree with that. Well, yes, I always yeah. think, too, it was just like one of those – it's like, it, it, I mean, there'd be some video stores where you'd go to and there were just almost too much choice. Mm-hmm. And then, but then you'd sort of like go to like, whenever you would be at like a, at like a corner store, video store. And, yeah, yeah. and yeah. then, and then like they would just have like, well, these are our 20 movies that we have. Yeah. And that was almost somehow, I like that even more because you were just sort of like, 
It's just even yeah, when you turn on Netflix, there's just like there's just too much here. It's too much information coming at you. I think we're all collectors at heart, right? So we yeah. want to feel like we could actually like c- complete the set, you know? Yeah. yeah. And with Netflix, it's like, yeah, you're not even going to get through this stuff before <laughs> it gets cycled out again. But yeah. Like, right. you know, like, yeah. Yeah. It's ugh, stresses me out. What, yeah. uh, Monty Scott, if you had to go back to a, a, a day job that uh, paid really well? You know, uh, if you and you had to, it's not like oh, gee, you don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, I, I had, I gave, I was giving it some thought as you, as you said it, and uh, I can honestly say I've never had a job I liked, um, primarily because, uh, <laughs> as, as much as anything, uh, that's why I had trouble in school, really, uh, like going through school because they're like, what would you like to do? And I'm like, it all seems like work. Yeah. What the hell? Am I, I don't want to do any of this crap. You know, like. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you know, when it comes to a job where they pay you, there, there's very few jobs where they pay you where it sounds even remotely okay. Yeah. And, and you know, that's kind of how I found every job I ever did. It was like, you know, I mean, it's not working in a coal mine, but uh, it's not much difference. Just You're just outside the coal mine. Uh, <laughs> but you're still just doing some crap you didn't want to do that someone's paying you for. I remember, yeah. I think if, uh, so do you have an answer of what's, uh, like, what would be a shit job that you could, that you remember that you tolerated that you had to go back and do? Oh, I mean, you know, there are jobs that they're t- I tolerated. You know, I remember working uh, Pizza Nova was pretty fun for, uh, you know, it was okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I worked at Chi-Chi's, uh, which was a Mexican restaurant. And oh, I used to love Chi-Chi's. It was good. And, it the, was and good. The, uh, the fried ice cream that they yeah, would sell? That fried was ice awesome. cream, exactly. <laughs> I enjoyed that job, although I was only 14. And they were very pleased to have somebody that looked Hispanic. Yeah. Uh, so that was a great coup for them. And when I came in, they're like, "Well, you're the guy right here." I didn't have to fill out an application. They're just like, "Yeah, listen, well, you're 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 in. What do you what do what is this going to take to keep you in here and put a um, put a uh, uh, outfit on you?" That would be funny if you were just like, "I just came in here to use the washroom." <laughs> yeah, oh fuck! Oh, we wanted oh, to hire you. God, this was so close. You can be the manager now. <laughs> did you did you make the pizzas at Pizza Nova? Yeah, yeah, I did. Cool. cool. So that was kind of cool but yeah. you know there was a guy in there uh named tomaso and uh what? tomaso was you know the that. best thing about tomaso is because uh, we'd be variously around the parking lot and stuff like that golfing and we I, we were hitting uh like you know three woods under shepherd and shit we're just doing crazy things and so it doesn't matter even where we were uh messing around tomaso would always be like there's a pizza burning bottom left corner. Oh. Like he'd always like he had the force of pizza making where he'd be like right now, if you ask him, Tommaso's probably like on a cruise ship going, oh, no, there's something burning in the oven. <laughs> Midland and Shepherd. Like Tommaso knew, um, man, he was good. The uh, um, if I had you go now that there's things like podcasts and stuff that are out now, because uh, when I was a kid, I had uh, I uh, remember uh, I would. Um, like you know, ad you know, like just like the fucking the like the flyers for Canadian Tire or Loblaws or No Frills and things like that. Yeah. I had like one of those keys that you could get into apartments and then you'd stuff them into all the mailboxes and stuff. Okay. And that wasn't a. Te- I I think now you could. L- I would literally do that because you could. It was like well, I would do it during the summer. That would I would because you basically you were just kind of walking around outside. You could listen to podcasts all day, and then you were just stuffing ad mail into uh, apartment buildings. That, I mean, that wouldn't be a terrible. Mm. If I could do, if I could go back and do that, if it paid reasonably, like a, a nice, comfortable living doing that, if I had to, mm. that would be one. Or I would go back to being a movie usher because that was cool. actually that was actually a fun job too. Mm. I uh, but then dealing with people when people would get pissed at the movies, then that was not enjoyable either. But. That's pretty hilarious, actually. People being pissed at the movies, yelling at the usher. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. yo, you know, I'm not in Hollywood. I did not make this. Yeah, no, uh, that was always one too. Was the just... usher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The guy that tore your ticket, yell at him. 
I'm yeah, just like, yeah. I know, right? Like Christ. <laughs> you know, he's a guy. He he lives actually in this country. He's like right here. <laughs> he didn't make this movie at all. Joel, what would you uh, go back and do? Um, yeah, there was a summer where I picked up some work. I was living on Vancouver Island, and I just started being a dishwasher at a five star restaurant on the beach, and it was awesome. Like yeah. it was like. The most mindless job, but time flew because there was always dishes coming in and there was like rushes and like you really had to plan it. So you were using your brain. It wasn't like totally mindless, but uh, you could have in like headphones and be listening to music. And then everybody in the kitchen was like a crazy joker. Like there was this running gag of like them trying to scare me. So they would hide <laughs> in the strangest places like like the potato vat or whatever and they'd pop out. And then uh, after everyone left, we were in this gorgeous, it was called the Wiccan Inish Inn, and it was like this gorgeous dining room that was all like pine and like overlooked the Pacific Ocean, and everyone would just drink for free until midnight, and a bus would take you home. And it was just like the best time. A a buddy of mine who worked at a, uh, well, he still actually still works in a kitchen, but he he said in his earlier years, uh, the one joke that would always kill in a kitchen if someone would grab a, a, a cucumber and just place it by their crotch and go, hey, look, everybody, this is my dick. <laughs> everyone would, oh, that joke always killed. He's like, always, everyone, everyone always laughed at that uh, one. I've never heard a bad dick joke. So. <laughs> <laughs> just grab any object and put it close to your crotch. And be yeah, like, I'm look sure there were a few of those, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if anyone would be like, oh, come on, that old joke. Uh, don't do it. Yeah. Uh, so that'd be co- yeah, because I, I I actually haven't I haven't worked in the kitchen, but uh, uh, I could see how that. Uh, yeah, there was something just, about it because there when there was chaos, like I wouldn't want to have been the line cooks. Like when when shit got crazy, they would be so stressed and just like jittery. And I was always like, you know what? Like if you just stay on top of this and don't like leave your duties for too long, you're never gonna fall behind on the dishes, no matter how crazy it gets. There's just not enough dishes. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Well, I mean that, that was the one thing with the uh, like delivering the ad mail to places. It was just like I didn't have to interact with anyone either. Yeah, which was kind of cool. So and I, you know, there was no like people wouldn't get pissed off at you for for doing your job. I mean, some people would be like, oh, I don't want this shit in my fucking mailbox, and then you'd be just like, but you never actually had to deal with anyone, so because you, you would just go to the apartment, click open the thing. Just stuff, stuff, stuff. Oh, yeah. And then people would could throw it away if they wanted to. Dave, so. uh, I can't help but just say, uh, I mean, I literally did just quit the post office. Uh, they, they pay okay. It is That is the job. Yeah. <laughs> well, you just want to be a postal, a postal worker. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. They get, they'll hire you right now. No, really? <laughs> they hired me. I didn't. I barely wanted to be there. And uh, Do you um, work for the post office now? No, I quit. Oh, you quit. I why, quit. Why? I mean, Why'd you quit the post office? Oh, it's it's a uh, well. I, I was I did it over uh, the Christmas holidays, so it was very busy. I was working twelve hours a day. Oh shit! Um, I kind of applied on a whim, and they hired me, and I was like, "Yeah, huh?" They're like, "You're hired." I'm like, "Really?" And there I was. Yeah. So they'll hire you right now. Honestly, they're really uh, pays twenty six an hour. Oh well, oh wow, that's yeah, not bad. That's not terrible. It's but... not a terrible job. I I didn't really want a job. That was the problem. I was like, I just kind of got wrapped up in it, and I was like, here I am. Yeah, and. Uh, uh yeah no well I don't know uh, I just had to had to give you a heads up on that one I uh well I kind of uh, I applied to Future Shop uh just uh as a just sort of a, as a gag and then like I unexpected and I got hired for it and then I was sort of like oh man I don't even really want to work here but they were so I was just like okay well I'll go in and I'll I'll see what this is all about and I lasted about three days <laughs> and I what? and two of the days I like I was at the back like watching training videos. And then uh, the uh, uh, like the day and a half that I was on the floor, I was just like, 
I can't do this. This is not for me. And then the day that they, the day that I was going to quit was also the same day that they were going to fire me. And then I was just sort of like, I was like, you know what? I'm going to quit today. This is, I realized this was not for me. And so I was like, you know what? I should, I'll stay until the end of my shift. And then they were like, um, Dave, after about like two hours um, uh, into the day, that they were like, Dave, can we talk to you in the office for a second? I was just like, you know what? This is going to be a great time for me to quit. I'll just do that. And it was like the classic sort of like, well, before you say what you're going to say, I mean, I don't think this job was meant for me. And then the guy's face just he had this depressed look on his face because I could tell that he was looking forward to giving me the you're fired speech. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then after I told him, like, no, I can't do this. Uh, this is not for me. You know, some people are made for sales. And then he was like, well, maybe down the road if you'd like to come back. And I was like, no, 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 I'm not coming back. And it was just a clear moment of just That's like, close, <laughs> yeah, sorry, you're not going to get it. You're not going to be able to fire me. If you could be the spokesperson for one company, what would it be? Now, um, okay, here's one. Uh, where would you want to spend your last New Year's Eve knowing that uh, uh, your head will explode at 3 o'clock in the morning? Is this a violent explosion? Like, will it hurt other people? Or will well, it no, no, no. It just—it's like in the movie Scanners. Okay. So, uh, like, okay, let's. Okay, let me change that to two o'clock in the morning. Okay. All right. <laughs> that, so that really changed. Well, it. no, I'm only thinking because you know, if you're out somewhere, and two o'clock is last call, and then uh, <laughs> I would be—it would be just kind of interesting to be out at a bar on New Year's Eve with a bunch of your friends, and if you hadn't told them, listen, my head's going to blow up at, at two in the morning, and then someone would just—then you're it, it hits two a.m. Your head explodes, and then someone in the room would be like. Well, that guy's had too much. So it's your head. It's only just your head exploding. Not yeah, yeah. You're go- you're uh, going to die. It's sort of like, uh, well, you have to sort of like, I guess it's a, a partial, you know, you getting to choose where you will die. Mm, but yeah. there's also the hook in it that your head's going to blow up. Uh, oh, I'd be at the, um, what's the famous museum? The Louvre? The Louvre? The, 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 yeah, it's <laughs> a famous oh, yeah, yeah. I go right in front of the most expensive piece of art with a glass of champagne. Oh, yeah. Like, ah, oh, Happy New Year, guys. Like hoping that your head would explode and ruin it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just like, just uh, or like. Or be part of it. Or be part, now, yeah. Now you're part of the Now movie, I'm part so. of it. You can't yeah. get that off. That's yeah. an explosion. That's, That's part true. Of it. I never thought about that. That would be. But yeah. see, you don't, you would have already celebrated New Year's because it's two in the morning that your head blows up. Sure. Oh, right. but that's still great. Yeah. It'd still be great. I'd be like, oh, this is awesome, guys. I'm just glad we all are together. <laughs> Boom. And just like, because I just want the Mona Lisa to have that smile, just but just covered in blood. From then on, it'll be the Mona Lisa and Ryan's head. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Mona Lisa and head. a little bit of Ryan. Parts Dillon. of Ryan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Parts of Ryan. <laughs> Chunks of Ryan. Chunks of Ryan. Uh, Monty, where would you uh, choose to be? Uh, you know what? Uh, I, I guess I can say I've never uh, pondered this before. Um, I'm going. I. What I would like to do is. Uh, Rent out a convertible and uh, reenact a Kennedy assassination. (laughs) (laughs) Two o'clock in the morning on New Year's Eve. (laughs) (laughs) Just for kicks. That sounds like a drunk idea with your friends. Like, guys, we should should steal a car. (laughs) And they're like, yeah. (laughs) Drive up just approaching the grassy knoll. That's where I'm hoping to be. That's so funny. And then kaboom. But you'd have to. You'd want to get that. Or and then you would just get a guy to like shoot it like the Zapruder film too. Yeah, yeah, yeah get Zapruder yeah. in there. Maybe one of his oh, relatives. That's good. Yeah, like using it for comedic purposes <laughs> is, is pretty fun. Yeah, you, you pretty much got to at that point, I suppose. Yeah. Well, and then would you tell other people that you were with, or would you would you want them to be? 
I try Shocked. to make it a bit of a prank on Dallas. No, I would give them no explanation at all. Yeah. Uh, just be like, uh, yeah, I don't know. There seemed to be a Kennedy assassination <laughs> reenactment this this morning, and uh, anyway, back to you. I don't think weather. we're gonna find the shooter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I would uh, I would also love to. Uh, I mean, frame a frame a Russian in the fucking book suppository if it was possible. But I mean, you know. Yeah. I think you know that's what, a bit much to ask. If, if you, there's if another you, Oswald kicking around up there, if yeah. you could somehow plan it that you were uh, like live on TV, at, at, like in Times Square, and uh, and you know, and and there was like a reporter that was getting people's reactions to like the New Year, like, hey, isn't this great? Oh man, I'm having the best time of my life. Then kaboom, your head just blows up. Well, that's pretty good. That that would be a, that would be a fun uh, one to I sort like of plan out as well. Yeah. I uh, like that one because I, I like the uh, it's so. Pointless to interview somebody about how interview, uh, new, uh, you know New Year's is going. Yeah, anyway, you're like, how's it going for you? Do you like uh, New Year's? Yeah. <laughs> the guy's head explodes. Yeah, it's just like funny. I'm having such a great time. I, I, my head feels like it's going to explode. <laughs> and I'm like, finally, the news is putting on something worthwhile. Yeah, and it's that stunned look of that reporter afterwards. They're just like, holy fuck, what just happened? Joel, where would you want to be knowing that your head's going to blow up at two in the morning? Yeah, I gave a lot of thought of this one. Um, are we are we stationary at the same spot the whole night, or can we move around? You can move. You can be okay. where you can be wherever you want. You can be doing whatever you want. Okay. But just when it hits two in the morning, boom, your head blows up. Okay. So I feel like uh, I'd probably want to be um, like in a tropical area, like beach slash tropical island. So like. What comes to uh, mind is like, I don't know, like uh, Central America, somewhere in there. Um, and then I think around, too, I've always been interested in, um, like I used to do scuba diving a lot when I was younger. And they talk about nitrogen narcosis. Right. Where it's like the deeper you went, eventually something would happen in your bloodstream where you would like be high. And like people would do crazy things like they'd pull out their respirator and just think they could breathe. And like <laughs> and like so I think I would like like try and time it so that right around when my head was exploding, I was like deeper than any human had ever dived and was just in full nitrogen narcosis like <laughs> mode. Just being like, I don't care if I die. Oh, that'd be, I think it would be kind of that would be kind of good. And then uh, or if. Uh, I think it would be kind of interesting if you somehow you attached a zip line from one building to another mm. and then uh, you'd sort of somehow time it that you were like in the midpoint of the two buildings right at two in the morning and then you just dropped. And <laughs> 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 then, then all of a sudden that like this, this, this body falls into, into, the, into the middle of the street that mm. without a head and then just the confusion that, that would just that would cause. Yeah. It would be cool to go to just even just go to a party. Where you're like, uh, everyone's doing drugs. You're like, hey, I got this new shit. <laughs> and then there's bought a bag full of just like Skittles with the colors off. And just like, here, I'll take the first one. Make sure it's okay. And like, at like 158. Two, just two minutes. <laughs> All right. Still give it two minutes. And like, yeah, I think it's fine. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. no. Or or if you could somehow be doing a, 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 like a stand-up show at like, uh, uh, I guess if you could do, be on stage at one thirty in the morning, and then you just do like a if you're doing a half an hour half hour set, yeah. and then you could just wrap up with like, uh, well, you know what? Uh, one more thing before I uh, before I leave would be, and then kaboom, some punchline too. Something where like the punchline is 
that. You, know what have I mean? you ever been headlining and your head explodes? <laughs> 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 oh man, do you ever have one of those headaches that's so bad? Kaboom! Yeah, everyone's like, "What the?" Hell? <laughs> you ever bomb so hard that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. Final question is, where were you on September the 11th, 2001? This is not an interrogation sort of uh, thing we're doing <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, I was going to say, are you inferring I had something to do with it? <laughs> uh, are you? <laughs> but, uh, but very quickly, because uh, we are uh, going way over time. But, uh, so where were you on uh, September the 11th, Ryan? I was, uh, I was in grade six, and uh, I remember uh, that my sister and I were actually sick that day. Uh, so me, my sister, and my mom stayed home uh, that day, and uh, uh, my mom was watching it on TV, and it was like completely shy. And it was just the three of us in the house, and you know, just having the one parent, the one adult in the room, like processing the information of all that, was like super bizarre because we were just so young. Like we didn't, I could not wrap my head about what was the, the, the you know, the scope of the it scope all. Of, yeah. of of what was happening. So it was just a very bizarre. And then like going to school the next day and just like kind of like feeling the room of it all like it was just very because i'm i'm the youngest i say i'm the youngest in this room so like it was definitely like i didn't it didn't really start all clicking into like a, as i got older and just you look back and just the magnum the like the, the scope of it all was crazy but yeah i'll never forget obviously like me and my sister my mom just watching it on tv and just being like 12 or 11 years old just being like whoa like just Whoa! Like just mm. knowing this is big, but not how big it was. Yeah, yeah it was crazy. It was crazy. <clears throat> and Joel, where were you? Um, I think I was in first year university uh, at Trent University, and I had just finished a biology class. And I was like trying to talk to my prof, and he was distracted. And I was like, "What's <laughs> what, up?" And he's like, "What could well, possibly be going like, on right now?" Yeah, he's like, "Well, a plane just ran into the World Trade Center." Uh, one of the buildings, and I thought he was talking about like a Cessna, like or like you know, like a small yeah, like, yeah, yeah, person yeah. plane, and like I was an like, accident or something. Oh, are they okay? And he was like, like no, no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, no, no. And and he, uh, and and, um, and then I remember I, I just went to the library and they'd set up a couple of TVs, and I was watching. So between, so I remember, I remember seeing the second one hit, like because we were all just camped around the TV, and it was just like whoa like yeah just and that was just i don't know yeah that was uh mind-blowing like i'd never like you know to see something like that what uh where uh where were you monty uh like much uh like many answers that i have for many questions i was in scarborough <laughs> <laughs> just i was uh you know i was late for work actually and uh i i happened across the it was on tv and it was just like uh my mom was like, uh, you know, all kind of freaked out, and I was like, "Take it easy." Uh, <laughs> you know, I was like, "They'll just, uh, they'll, you know." Uh, this was after I guess the second plane hit, and um, you know, my mom was kind of shaking. She's like, "Look at this terror! Ter terrorists have done this," and I was like, "Who cares, man?" I was just like, "They'll patch that building up," and you know, I was like, "They'll throw a couple more planes of glass," and I was like, "Screw these guys!" And then I was literally went to work, and then the building fell down, and I was like, "Damn." <laughs> But it was uh, it was very well. Once it fell down, it was very much uh, really. It was kind of like glued to the TV with just like a sense of more or less awe. I was just like you know, just like yeah. wow, what the you know. Yeah. I you felt know? I felt similar the night that Trump won. Like it had this feeling in my gut of like, uh oh, things are not going to be the same after this. Yeah, there's yeah. a before and after this moment. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I was because uh, well on September 11th. I've, I've mentioned this before, but I I was. Uh, 
I was playing a, uh, I was doing a day of uh, background work on a TV show, and I was playing a cop, and uh, I think it was the TV show Blue Murder, and uh, we were out in, we might have actually been in Scarborough, and we were at uh, someone's house, and uh, we were just sort of shooting the exterior of it, and uh, and then everyone on this, on the, you know, because uh, we were, yeah, we were shooting in someone's house, and so there was, there was a couple of members of the actual owners of the house that were there and they had the tv on and i was listening to the howard stern show um early like uh, at the beginning of the day and uh, they mentioned one plane went into the world trade center and then they started going back and talking about kid rock and pamela anderson and then when the <laughs> second plane hit they were like okay holy shit this is big but this, something's really going on now and uh then i went upstairs uh i wasn't needed on set and then i was watching cnn and uh, and everyone was glued to the TV going. And then finally, the, like, the director and one of the producers was like, listen, uh, you know, uh, we all know people in New York. Uh, um, nobody knows what's going on. But if we stop shooting this right now, we're going to have to come back tomorrow and shoot it. So let's just uh, go on and we'll, you know, we'll just we'll wrap at lunch and then we'll just shoot sort of the whatever scenes that we have today. But it was just one of those weird moments. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I mean, Trump getting elected is one. I remember where I was when that happened. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of some other. Like, can you guys think of any other sort of um, moments where you remember where you were sort of universally and everyone has those sort of memories of like, oh, I was here when this happened. Uh, I remember when John Lennon got shot. Uh, was a little bit like that. Although yeah. I was pretty young. But... Yeah. No, I remember. See, I don't even know if I knew who John. I mean, I probably knew. Like, I knew who the Beatles were. But um, what was it? Well, he got shot in 1980. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. So I would have been like eight years old. And I was just like, I was like, who's John Lennon? And he was like, oh, he's the guy that's in that band that I that the that we uh, play the records at, at school. in. pretty much but, the same thing for me. But like my family was around. It was kind of like the same sense of it was just a big deal. Everyone was pretty kind of shook up about it, I guess. So maybe I was just feeling that way because yeah. I didn't really know John Lennon particularly. Right. right. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of like uh, some uh, I'm I'm always embarrassed the fact that I remember where I was when they announced the winner of the very first uh, sur- season of Survivor. Uh, oh, like there was because the, I mean, that used... was a pretty. Yeah, that was a big. That was huge at the time. Point. Yeah. You know, when I was in Vegas, yeah, I was watching it in Vegas. Uh, only episode I ever watched of it was just the winner of the first season. Because uh, I remember, because they had a they had a comedy. There was a comedy show in the back of Clinton's, and I remember I was walking through the bar just as um uh as they were uh as, just as they announced that uh, what's his face uh, Richard Hatch won. Right. And then I was because I never really even watched the show up until that point because I always thought it was kind of ridiculous, and it was the first season, so no one knew how big the show was going to become, right. and it was going to become this big phenomenon. But uh, yeah. Embarrassingly, I know I remember where I was when that happened. <laughs> That's crazy that that would ever be a thing for us. Yeah, like if all of us remember where we were when the first Survivor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I guess there's like when Princess Diana was killed. I remember where uh, oh, I yeah. was. Yeah. I was coming home from like an awful, awful. I was, I was coming feel- home from an awful show. I was <laughs> doing that. It was like my first road gig, which was end up being just terrible. I'm feeling how young I am right now. <laughs> Everyone's like, "Yeah, John Lennon." I'm like, "Yeah." Yeah, I remember when they stopped airing Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, I remember the last, yeah. Well, we all have our things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you ever try to think of just nothing? Yeah, pretty hard, isn't it? Yeah, something always keeps sneaking in there.
All right, all right, all right. Great, uh, everyone. That was a fun episode, wasn't it? Lots of uh, fun chat about fun things, and uh, I hope you learned something about uh, my guests and me. And I think we had a good time. And uh, once again, you can find Joel at Joel Buxton uh, on Twitter. And uh, at uh, there's a Facebook page for Joel Buxton, so you can find him there. And uh, for Ryan Dillon, you can find him at the Ryan Dillon on Twitter and uh, at uh, the Ryan Dillon on Facebook. And Monty Scott, you can find him at on Twitter at at Monty Mopo, and on Facebook at just Monty Scott on Facebook. And you can go to his website, which is MontyScott.com. So there we go. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Please remember to subscribe, to rate, to review. Uh, we are now available on Stitcher Radio as well, so you can check us out there. And uh, tune in next time where there will be more questions and, once again, more No Wrong Answers. Thank you very much. Take care. All the best. Enjoy. Enjoy.